Welcome to Taking the High Road, a special show dedicated to the trucking industry, specifically at the confluence of recruiting, retention, and compliance. In the fourth year as the host of this show, I bring over two decades of industry experience, both on the carrier side as well as the vendor side. And each week I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insight to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges. I always appreciate your feedback, good or bad. Don't forget to rate and review Taking the High Road on your preferred platform. I'd also like to thank and highlight the show's valuable sponsors. Their dedication and commitment to the industry and to the show is greatly appreciated. And if you're interested in being a sponsor of Taking the High Road or joining me for an interview, please email jeremy at takingthehighroad.com. Now, this week, I'm excited to be joined by a recruiting and retention leader who's become a great friend the past few years, Jason Douglas, Director of Retention and Recruiting with Utah-based Stokes Trucking, LLC. Great to have you on the show, Jason. Hey, Jeremy. It's uh, It's been a while since uh, I've been preparing for this, so I'm excited. <laughs> Thanks for yeah, having it's me. Yeah, uh, it's my pleasure. I'm excited, too. I uh, love your passion, love your energy. I certainly want to get into your background, you know, what got you into the trucking industry. Uh, I've gotten to know you pretty well and, and have a unique and extremely, uh, you have a unique and extremely uh, admirable drive. And I love to talk about that. As I tell you all the time, you're a beast. We can talk about how that translates to your work uh, and your personal life as well. And uh, I'd like to share. Absolutely. Well, I also want to make sure that we we get into Stokes Trucking, you know, and, and, and talk about the inspiring work that you're doing there and how you're leveraging video to uh, resonate and attract driver applicants. And then lastly, we'll answer a question from a listener during our deeper dive segment. Does that all work for you? That sounds great, man. Sweet. All right. Well, as you probably know, I start every conversation with a book recommendation. So if you uh, happen to have one that you might be able to share with the audience, that'd be great. Yeah. I tried to decide which angle to go from and uh, the sales side of me and the discipline side of me wanted to go with good old uh, Brian Tracy. So um, his, the book is no excuses, the power of self-discipline. So anybody that's done summer sales, cold calling, they know who Brian Tracy is kind of a guru of that type of area. Um, and the reason why I like it so much is because it starts with self, self-discipline and uh, willpower is, is the basis of what you are. And it brings in things that are super important to me, such as integrity, um, and it all aligns together um, to connect yourself with discipline. If you don't have integrity, you're not going to hold yourself accountable, right? So um, it was a really good read or listen, as I like to listen to them. So. Well, I love that. And that actually is right up your alley in terms of like, when I think of you, I think of somebody who's got incredible self-discipline and uh, and integrity. So we'll, we'll get into some of that stuff. That's why I say you're a beast. Who... Uh, Let's, let's, by the way, I'll add that uh, book. I don't, I'm not familiar with that. I don't think I've read it. So I'll add that to my, uh, to my Goodreads. Well, well, did you know, Jeremy, what percentage of adults would you say write goals down? It's got to be small. According to to Brian Tracy. Yeah. 3%. So, uh, I make, I write them up big on my mirror. I have, you know, my, my, my goals that I have. I make sure that they're, they're all in front of me and I see them and they remind me of them because I, big scary goals are good no matter what they are. Well, and it keeps it in front of you, right? It keeps it in front of you and it keeps you focused. Yes. I mean, that's just, that's just good advice. And, and maybe that's a good segue into just really who is Jason Douglas and, and how did you get your start in the trucking industry? Well, uh, the Jason Douglas today is a much different Jason Douglas that started in the industry. 
Um, I've, I've made a huge transformation, but, uh, it started back in 2008. I worked for a, uh, plumbing supply company and I delivered plumbing supplies. So I would, uh, I'd load the trucks at night and then the next day I'd come in and deliver, you know, tub showers and class B and stuff like that. And, and what really kind of got me hooked is I, uh, there was a hierarchy the way, the way that people treated drivers was much different than people in the office. And, and, uh, I remember as an 18 year old, 19 year old thinking, man, if I ever make it bigger, I get bigger. I'm going to make sure these people are treated with respect and, and there's an even playing field and they get every, every advantage that, that people in the office do, you know, when there's lunch, nobody's left out when there's benefits or hoodies or t-shirts it's for everybody you know as far as i'm concerned everybody that works where i work now we're co-workers there's there's no hierarchy and i think it has to be treated that way so i went from working uh there for three or four years and i went straight into dispatch i went for a 200 truck fleet over the road uh and i dispatched there for two years from the end of 2009 to, to 2012 wasn't a huge fan of dispatching. <laughs> um, it's hard. It really, it's hard. It's, it's especially hard if it's not set up for you to have full control over the drivers that you're managing because somebody just sends in loads and that's all you have to choose from. And you don't, you have no say. You're just kind of a middleman in between what's coming in, load planners and the drivers. So, um, I wanted to move up from that. And unfortunately at the time there was nowhere for me there. So, uh, I had a friend working at a place that was doing well and, and I went to work for, it's called truckers B2B and, uh, it's actually Wex, the fuel card. Um, so I went to go work for there and they had a tire program. So I cold called for two years and Jeremy, I'll tell you what, if you haven't worked retail or cold calling for two years, you need to, um, Mike, I'm going to make sure my kids do. I'm going to make sure. You've got to get the grind. You got to make 50 to 60 calls a day. You got to be able to handle rejection. You got to be able to know that it's not personal that one, you're reaching somebody at the wrong day. And sometimes you reach somebody at the right day and you make that huge sale. So, uh, the key takeaway from doing that, that type of work is, is persistence. And then from there, um, in 2014, I got a call up and they wanted me to come and recruit. And I kind of built the recruiting program uh, from the ground up. They didn't have an applicant tracking system or really any advertising avenues in place. So I started doing that. And uh, 2018, one of the owners retired and I took his spot at safety and continued my roles uh, recruiting. And I oversaw three recruiters and... Uh, okay not okay helped to try to kind of teach them along and uh um and then in 2022 i was contacted by a third-party recruiter that told me that stokes trucking was looking for not necessarily a recruiter but a retention guy and uh it took me a minute to grasp this and i was like well you know you want me to do the same thing and and come over there and keep drivers from quitting and they're like yeah so when i came and met everybody and we got on the same page it was a no-brainer that it was a good fit for me so um i've been here for a year and a half um i obviously still take care of the recruiting and keep the trucks full but uh 
they they had 36 drivers, a few empty trucks, four or five, and uh, they were growing that year. And, and I filled the trucks pretty quick. And, and now here we are with 50 drivers and growing 15% this year and a waiting list of drivers with uh, 14% turnover. That's great. I want to unpack that some more when we talk about Stokes, but I can't help, you know, since we're still talking about you, you, like I keep saying, you're a beast. Uh, you, you know, as we got to know each other and started talking about like health and fitness, and that's when I realized you're on a another level. Uh, I'd say rain or shine or snow, <laughs> right? You're getting after it. Yeah. And so yes, I respect sir. that a ton. Uh, I know it takes a lot of discipline. And so, you know, just curious, what what's your, what's your motivation? Because I mean, you're not talking about that when you're, uh, when you're talking about, you know, kind of your path into the trucking industry. So what's your motivation to maintain that level of discipline and fitness? What's your why? You know, um, my why is I, I, I was getting burnt out, really burnt out. It was hard to take over safety and recruiting. Uh, you know, at one time those recruiters left. So it was just me doing recruiting and safety of a hundred truck fleet and all the other little hats that were on side that. So I I was running still, but not as much as I'd like to. And I found out that I was drinking more than I wanted to on the weekends. And that would bleed into the morning runs that I wanted to do on the morning bike rides. So I haven't had a drink in over three years. Um, and that brought back my running. And uh, I decided I wanted to do a half marathon and get into that. And I ran it in an hour and 30 minutes. And then I decided I wanted to get see what I could really do. So I hired a coach and, uh, you know, I wake up at 3 a.m. every morning. I stretch and I start my run by 3.30 ish. If it's a lifting day, I'm at the gym at that time. And, uh, it, it becomes addicting the mentality of, of nothing can stop you or take you down. I, I feel like that. And, uh, you know, whether you hit your goals, I'm not trying to be the next, uh, Usain Bolt or anything like that. I'm trying to be the best Jason Douglas. So it, it, my why is to be a better me. And in return, I'm a better husband. I'm a better father. I'm a better employee. Um, I used to be the king of procrastinating. That's almost been eliminated. It's insane. Um, you know, I've adopted the, the 10 minute rule. If I see something that I would normally procrastinate on and I can do it in 10 minutes, get it done right then. And that is just helped me immensely so things like that uh that, that fitness has taught me and i, I want to live longer i want to be healthy i want to want to help people in the industry live longer and be healthy and we'll get into that further down the road but uh my wife for that is just to be a better jason douglas and it it's really brought out the best yeah in me for sure i love it and and there's a uh, quote tattooed on your side what what does that say and, and what does that mean to you it says, uh, you can't cheat the grind. It knows, uh, how much you've invested and it won't give you anything you haven't worked for, which, uh, is a reminder to me in all aspects. You're not going to get, have a, a good relationship with, with your spouse or with your children or with your employer or, you know, I'm not going to qualify for Boston. It, stuff just doesn't fall out of the tree. You know, I wasn't handed a silver spoon and, uh, you know, my mom wouldn't buy me Nikes. Well, not that she wouldn't, but I had a really small budget. So 
I started working in third, fourth grade. I started mowing lawns and I paid for, you know, the skateboards and the snowboards and the stuff that I wanted to do because I had expensive hobbies and expensive taste in clothing and this and that. So uh, nobody's going to give you anything. You got to get out there and take it. And that's the grind. You're talking about the grind. And uh, yeah, and that that's the cold calling and the door-to-door sales. And, and, and I love it. It, it stuff that people shy down from it you know just by showing up in today's market you're an okay employee if you don't call in sick you're 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 considered okay like they'll be in a meeting and they'll be like oh what about johnson over there well he shows up every day you're right let's keep him <laughs> yeah so we we live in a time where you should be above the bar because the bar is set so low people that have high expectations and high performers, it, it's ripe for the taking for us to come in and, and, uh, and overachieve and, and show up. So let's talk, let's uh, switching gears here. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, Stokes, right? Uh, can you share a bit about, uh, Utah based Stokes trucking LLC? Yeah. So Val Stokes was the founder here in 1979. He sits in a cubicle right next to me. It's important that we mingle with everybody as they come in and, and the culture just really starts from the top down. There's so many things. And in the interview, that's really what they wanted me to help do it, it, for retention is create a culture where drivers want to stay. And they already had that, but they wanted, you know, as they grow, there would be more people that, uh, more personalities. Cause we live in a, a rural, rural farm area. So that only goes so far, right? with a couple of trucking companies around here. So as we expand, you know, even I've brought on people that they're not used to. And I've had to kind of bridge the gap of, look, this guy's a good, safe driver. He just talks a lot. You're not used to it, you know, to the dispatch, but uh, uh, there's common ground and, and kind of work through that relationship. But, but as far as Stokes goes, it, the culture here is unreal. And uh, it, it's been a really good place to work. Now, you're the director of retention and recruiting and just full disclosure to the audience. You're also a customer of driver reach, the company I founded, uh, and have been, uh, for, for years. What's your philosophy when it comes to recruiting and retention? You know, um, by the way, your title is director of retention and recruiting versus the other way around. Is that intentional yeah. as a point of emphasis? It, yes, it is. Because w- when I came in here and they told me, you know, they're well-oiled machine. Our drivers are home every week. They run their 11 hours a day, but they're home every week and most of them every weekend. So I was sitting here like, oh yeah, I can fill your empty trucks tomorrow. If you, you know, you give me a phone and I'll, I'll call. So, uh, they, they wanted, they said, okay, you can fill them, but can you keep them? So, They've let me implement quite a bit of programs that, that, that are dear to me, like an EAP program, um, which I'll keep going down the list here, but the EAP program was important to me, uh, through mental health, what people are going through right now. It is a crisis. And, uh, we had a driver that had a, had a problem on a Friday night and he called me and, and it was a big problem. And, uh, I talked to him for about two hours and he says, you know, I want to try that EAP program. And there's a local counselor that I had here that will do Zoom meetings um, or uh, phone calls or even in person. And uh, I sent her a text and she says, I got him in Sunday, Sunday morning. 
So two days later, when he needed help most, he was in. And and if we could just help one person for the programs that we implement, it's more than enough. And we're ha- Stokes pays for that 100%. It's available to all of our drivers out on the road. Um, but So that's why I'm retention. And that kind of brought that in. And then back to my philosophy is I would rather have an empty truck than the wrong person in the truck. So... I'm vetting and I'm very strict and they're very strict. My general manager, Mark Lover, he's always like, you didn't think it'd be this hard, would you? Cause he'll be, I know what he's going to say no to. So, uh, I'm like, man, I have a pile this big of no's. So for some stats for you with your driver reach, you know, um, well, I'll go through my philosophy. I'll help some of your new recruiters out there. I listen more than I talk. If you just go into blah, 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 they've heard it. It's redundant. My first question is, hey, how's it going? And then I go right into, tell me what you're looking for. And I let them talk. And sometimes I'll talk for 10, 15 minutes before I even I just, you know, keep the conversation going. But I'm in my mind, I'm making mental check notes of, is this person a good fit? Are we a good fit for each other? And, uh, and then what are you doing now? And then that's kind of how I start to qualify him a little bit. And what have you done in the past? And, uh, that way I'm not wasting any more time or of mine or theirs because theirs is important too. So, uh, empathy is such a big part of recruiting and, uh, and retention. If you, if you don't have that, what do you really have? I mean, you, you have to bring that there. Yeah. You're going to struggle. Um, and I think that's why it's so I'm, I've refound my passion for it and, uh, I'm not in the trucking or the recruiting business. I'm in the people business and, uh, and that's, that's how we treat them here. I've seen Stokes do things, um, as a whole, all of us here that, that nobody else does. And, and that's why our trucks are full and that's why we have a waiting list. Well, and I've noticed uh, a significant increase in content too, specifically video, I think I mentioned at the top, you know, uh, looks like you and the team, you know, at Stokes are having a lot of fun. Are you able to share any measurable impact that efforts provided? Are you seeing an improvement in maybe the right type of driver applying or how is that translating or is it yet? Because I know it's relatively new, it seems. Yeah, you know, we, we actually last year, Valentine's Day is if you go back far enough is when we kind of started really trying to build the culture and and show that in the videos and and make sure that it came from there was there's funny parts there's relevant parts with social media and then there's a connection part and uh we we all kind of brainstorm together and that's i usually come up with the you know like the truck one of me playing with the trucks that came out the other day and and uh obviously i'm gonna be a leprechaun for St. Patrick's Day because I'm the short guy with the beard. So I get that. <laughs> it's like I'm perfect for that. But, but yeah, we've seen, we've actually had customers, new customers reach out, um, that have seen our social media and they've, we look like a good company to work for. And, uh, not, so not only customers, but drivers all the time, like this is Jason, Jason from the video. Yeah, the beard. Okay. Good. I got the right person. Hey, man, I just want to tell you, I'd like blah, 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 blah. And not only is it a great talking point, but people feel like they know me. They, they, and that's huge. Before they even call, they feel like they know me and they know Stokes. And, uh, it, 
you can't duplicate that or or it's way worth its weight yep. in gold. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Uh, video certainly helps with that. Conversations like this, when they you know get to see and watch, they say hey, that seems like somebody I I can trust or you know seems trustworthy. I mean that's that's just how that works, and it's 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 powerful. Um, I do want to switch gears back to fitness again because I knowing you, I'd like your take on what we as an industry can do better to address the statistic that's just hitting us right between the eyes, and that's the fact that. The average life expectancy of a CDL driver is 61 years old. What do you think needs to happen so we can move that needle, you know, closer to the national average, which is like 16 years higher than that? Yeah, you know, food is the biggest one, um, what they have for options. But uh, moving your body, did you know that um, at the age of 30, your muscle starts to deteriorate and you can put that off? until you're like 60 65 just by lifting weights and and that's huge so one of the things i wanted to implement and they wanted here like when we we're in interview process is is a wellness program so um it's called doable wellness that we've we've tied to our insurance and uh every month they can go and log on and uh not only do they get the mental which is just as important as physical. The EAP is part of that. Um, there's in, in the doable wellness, there's a dinner hub, which gives them dinner ideas and shopping lists. They can add it right to their cart for what things that look good of healthy recipes, stuff that are under 700 calories. Um, and then they get uh, points each month to get $300 put in their HSA by Stokes. So, um, in order to do that, there's things worth points that they have to get 1200 points. So are they getting seven hours of sleep? Are they drinking, uh, 80 ounces of water? Are they, uh, moving their body three times a week for half an hour? Um, are they meditating? Um, is there stretching yoga that counts as part of it? Uh, cooking the meals if they cook three meals a week they get points for it so all these things that that uh creates a healthy lifestyle and habits they can get 300 dollars into their hsa for so just by getting points for that and i think to get the ball rolling you almost have to in incentivize it you know but when it's all said and done uh 3600 bucks could be in their hsa for who knows what and that's that's real money and uh sometimes people just need to see a pant size lower or 10 minutes more of walking or a heart rate lower there's so many non-scale victories that people don't pay attention to uh that that if they started looking at it it really pays off just walking it's so good for you Ten thousand steps plus yeah, just to your point, uh, when you start doing it consistently and you realize, hey, I feel pretty damn good. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's uh, something you should pay attention to because it's it's real um, and it makes sense. I know we've got enough time for a deeper dive uh, question here. So I am going to uh, go ahead and dive into that. And uh, today's deeper dive question is brought to you by National Transportation Institute. And the question is, we are finally starting to adopt technology to streamline our hiring. What's the best solution 
for managing the entire process. Now I'm biased to be, to be, you know, you know, transparent with my, uh, involvement with driver reach, but your thoughts are not necessarily even about that, but just, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What do you think? Well, I'll go to my stats real quick. I have systemize, maximize outreach to qualified candidates, source passive candidates, get direct leads. Uh, direct leads are your best friend. So many people promise so many things out there and they're recycled leads that aren't qualified. Um, and they're a waste of everybody's time. So, uh, you know, the, a big number that I like to say what I've used and I'll even shamelessly plug you, Jeremy, for driver reach is our conversion rate from application to hire of our direct leads is 15%. Now, I'm going to say that I disqualify 60% of those because maybe they don't have two years of experience or they have more moving violations. So that leaves me with 40% that fits. I'm going to disqualify another 10% because all they want is local. So that's leaving me with 30. So that's giving me 50% higher rate of the, the pool that are directly hiring for Stokes Trucking. And they're not being pimped out to anybody else and they're not being you know nobody even knows who these guys are so i have my own secrets of how i get those direct leads i pride myself in spending very little and getting very good candidates and uh, i do that myself and when those come in they're directly people i've talked to they put in the application so now i'm hiring 50 percent of those ones that are qualified to work for us so i think uh you know, once you have that qualified candidate on the phone, ABC, always be closing, work towards orientation date. You know, if, if you're a good fit for each other and that's the other thing, swallow your pride. Don't bring somebody in the door. Um, my retention rate is more important to me than my hire rate. And that needs to be, uh, I would like to see that culture change in this industry too. Yeah. Excellent point. And, uh, and, and well said, uh, so First of all, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Thanks for I having me. I appreciate your constant drive, man. Uh, you are, like I said, you're a beast, and uh, you're you're. Hi, appreciate <laughs> and that, I, and I love it. So, love your passion for the industry. Uh, keep up the great work. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jeremy. I'll keep growing the. Uh, so this is my so beard. It's sober until I qualified for Boston. So that's why I look homeless. <laughs> so I don't need food. I just need to qualify for Boston. Well, with all the exercise you do, you probably do need food. You probably need uh, a lot more calories than the average person. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. With it. And thanks for joining me. Thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Yeah, you, likewise. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the High Road. Stay tuned for the next episode as guest host Leah Shaver is joined by Avery Vice, Vice President with FTR Transportation Intelligence. And once again, special thanks to the sponsors of the show. We really appreciate you. If you're interested in being a sponsor or joining me for an interview, please email jeremy at takingthehighroad.com. Until next time, thank you for taking the high road.